Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about those aha moments, those epiphanies that create major spiritual turning points in our life. Yeah, which are a very interesting item. The point at which we have a revelation, that revelation has been in existence for a while before we get to that point. It's very interesting. Like the um, Freud is credited with coining the word conscious, but we were conscious for a long time before Freud brought the word into the language. So it's an interesting concept, epiphany. Another interesting concept is the Mayan calendar. Is how tone 10 today, and we were just laughing at the fact that the show is called the aha moment, and it's an a how. Mm -hmm. Aha, a how. And, and as ha -ha. Alan said, the opposite of the aha -ha is the ha ha it's moment. Ha -ha Thank you, Alan. So no, today I perfect in order to enlighten uh -oh producing life. I seal the matrix of universal fire with the planetary tone of manifestation. I'm guided by the power of elegance. How many people notice that sort of thing going on in their day to day? I know it's. Um, translation from the original Mayan, but this is a very realistic statement about uh, the potential today has offered us. Mm -hmm. very, and we are about to come yeah. true on that on this show. Yeah, it's a direction that the flow of life is, is pointed in. Well, I think uh, if we look at our life and we sort our spiritual development and our awareness through those epiphany aha moments. They come to us in many forms. Sometimes it is the epiphany where you hear something and maybe you've heard it a hundred times before and then all of a sudden you say, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Or it could be those moments where you're thinking of something and you turn the TV on and somebody's talking about that very thing. Mm -hmm. It's the moment when we're really connected with the infinite now and our perspective and our place within that. Well, there's a certain level where um, synchronicity is so apparent that uh, you just have a thought and there it manifests. Yeah, According to some, that would be the fifth dimensional consciousness, that the turnaround point between the thought and the manifestation has grown to nil. There's, you think of it and it manifests, but at this point, the average among us does not have the self-discipline to have, because you'd be manifesting, well, I think Cadillac, but you were in the subway at the time and there was a, something of a clog as a direct result, so we don't quite have that authority yet, but would, and it's not um, impossible, it's not even really difficult. Self-discipline is self-love, so the more we have the ability to... Well, you, you hit upon a point that I've uh, felt for a long time, I agree with, that we don't, we had not had this ability to have these synchronistic moments where we're thinking of something and it happens or the, the overt messages we get from ourselves and from the universe, uh, from our higher selves before because we really weren't at a spiritually advanced place enough to handle that. And we would just go flying all over the place. And so you have to stabilize yourself with very strong foundational spirituality. And one thing about now Whereas even when we were growing up, people had to go to mystery schools for many, many years or go to a priest or a minister to get this information. And now it's readily available and we all access it both intellectually and spiritually all the time. 
But one thing that happens is it can overwhelm people at times that don't have that strong foundation, that don't uh, ground themselves within the knowledge that they have uh, access to. The government in Egypt had to close the um, uh, channel inside a hallway inside of the Great Pyramid uh, because it had uh, such a high frequency to it and was not particularly lit and people would um, manifest their worst fears uh, in this hallway. It, it led to, uh, um, just a moment, and that Instant. information is not to be transmitted at the moment, but there was this place inside of the pyramid that had to be closed down because people would manifest their great fears in it. So, uh, because the people who were tourists were not at the state that they could be allowed in this place. Yeah, and I think that the pendulum swing from withholding everything out of control and power to everything being open, it's, it's something of a pendulum swing. And I feel like the balance point is just like we wouldn't give an, a four-year-old a scalpel and teach them how to do brain surgery. They have certain things that they have to experience and learn through the course of their, their schooling and their maturity before they can handle that. And so it's important that we remember that this is all a journey and that there are wonderful things that unfold for us on the journey. One thing that happened to me in particular, there was a time in my life where I felt that everything was empty, like I had raised my kids or done what I thought I came here to do, and it just felt like, well, what's left? I feel very empty, and it was an emotional as well as a spiritual place because I hadn't really connected with the, the spiritual family that I had thought were, was out there that I'd been looking for. And one day I was at, at the beach and I had one of those moments and I was laying down on the sand and I said with such passion and such resolve and a decision, I said to the universe, either let me live or let me die. And I wasn't saying that from the perspective I wanted to die, I wanted to commit suicide. I was saying it from the perspective of I now feel that my path and my growth is more important to me than anything else now and I'm not going to settle for anything less and immediately immediately my life changed around and became something very different and we have those moments of inspiration and it's important to look at those and see them as being real yeah very definitely one of the um, it's interesting this phenomenon of not recognizing the moment until after the play has begun. Uh, this is true throughout our memory. Who, who remembers the first day of their college? Uh, who remembers the first day of this or that? Uh, we remember the product of it, but not the event of it. One of the early ones that, um, and this is so far back, this was during the time that I was, uh, after having been shot to death and was meeting with angels on the other side, I was informed by the angelic kingdom that I was loved and I could have handled I was liked. But that I was loved was such a profound revelation to me that I can cite that as the moment where I became self-aware of uh, someone who is lovable. And um, before that, not so much. It was such a moment of revelation. So we could consider asking the audience to call in if you can recall a particular moment of revelation yeah, and then the, uh, what happened there and thereafter. 
So this whole process of the aha uh, is very often not within the normal timing of, you know, this clock sort of mentality we all think we have. Well, the ahas happen in all kinds of ways. Like the one I just described was a moment where um, I I feel this is the purpose of those rock bottoms that we feel in our life. It gets you to the place where you say, I've had enough. I now choose something different. And that's when your power comes flooding in. And after you've had one or two of those rock bottoms, you realize you don't have to go to the rock bottom to make that decision. And That's then a good one. you can get to the place where decisions are made in joy. One day I was meditating with the Two of Cups, and I was writing little expressions of, of what those, each card meant to me. And on that one I wrote, more can be shared in one cup of joy than in all the rivers of sadness. And honestly, I feel that we as a race of beings, a species of beings, have been taught the exact opposite, that the only way we can bond and really be comfortable with each other is if we're really miserable and we can get in those support groups and then we all feel justified in loving ourselves and each other because we're taught we're not allowed to love ourselves unless we're really suffering. In our world, we confuse love and pity a lot. I remember I did, and the moment I realized that I was confusing the two and, and that the, it, the statement came to me that said, love always feels good. And that's a good way to get your bearings and your barometer and how to sort old ideas well, of love from what's really... Yeah, no real compassion is based on pity. That's not actually compassion yeah. for the person. Uh, recognizing the person as having agreed to an incarnation which was actually very noble, but by every method of teaching we've ever experienced, they look like um, a masochist, they look like a, pardon the word, fool, which is not an accurate word in the English language at all. Um, Its meaning is not correct, the way people think the word fool. Um, Now, one of the great aha moments for me was uh, to watch the language for have to. You have to. No, you don't. I'll let that sink in because it'll take a while. My friend Judy used to say, don't use have to in my name in the same sentence. (laughs) Yeah, because have to is a bully speaking to you. And even when you're saying, oh, I have to do this, I have to make this many sales by the end of the quarter, I have to, that's someone bullying you. Come on, you don't have to bully you to get... um, we could all give if up on use, that whole I have to. If you use I choose to have so many sales by a certain place, that's completely when it gets really a powerful. Yeah, powerful completely thing. different way to think. But the have to is in everything, all the time, everywhere, and you don't. You have to, it's against the law. You tell that to Al Capone. You, know, you, you have don't, to get have to out of your vocabulary. <laughs> otherwise, you won't be happy, so you don't have to. Just you could. Well, we, I think in part why we allow that to keep going is where we are taught that we won't do anything unless we drive, we're driven, unless we are beaten. We think that we're always driven from something, not called to something else. Well, this whole idea of right and wrong, we all know the difference between right and wrong. Could we relax about that? Could we just get over this beating everybody with our idea of right and wrong? Uh, to understand that there's a, always a bigger picture. No matter where you are in your, in your evolution, no matter where you are, there is always a bigger picture. Every time, everywhere, there is, um, 
infinite edge to cut. There's always something new. There's always the greater. Always. And you don't have to realize that. It simply is. Now, when we don't have this bully beating us with a whip to get us to move forward, to get us to evolve, then we will take it upon ourselves to do this. But as long as someone's measuring and beating, not that we went to Catholic school, as, as long as there's someone there that just insists that you're not doing it correctly and then you have to prove to them that you are, you're not your own boss, you're not your own authority figure. Now, none of that is in play, none of that is. And it doesn't have to be. We are allowed to be our own being. That we've said countlessly in the language codes, there's no such thing as early, there's no such thing as late, there's no such thing as on time. You just get over that whole concept. And then the point of meditation is to get to the point where you never leave meditation. You're always in that state of meditation. And from that place, oh, then you can accomplish great evolution. Evolution is adaptation. I, uh, each of us that meditates on a daily basis has that opportunity to, uh, how do you even say that? <laughs> Grow. There's a very good word for it. Um, based on guaranteeing yourself that you are going to set aside a percent of your day to dedicate to meditating. Very, that is growth. That is expense. That is evolution. That is the method by which one does it. So the, the concept of the aha comes as a byproduct of allowing yourself the self-love and the self-discipline to, on a regular basis, set aside time to meditate. It's very interesting at the end of the day, what difference did it make if you meditated, if you took your coffee break and spent 15 minutes in meditation? Well, those synchronistic moments and those ahas, to me anyway, feel different than those moments of meditation and inspiration, and they're both valuable. I'm mm -hmm. not saying anything uh, against that. Yeah. But it's those moments where our truth and our higher self does not, uh, let's, let's say, does not uh, dance around the communication. It's something very overt and right, right mm -hmm. in front of our eyes. A lot of times people have written in saying that they see 1111 on the clock a lot. And 1111, there's even a book written about that, which I have not read, but that there is one out there if people want to look it up. 1111 is known as that angelic gate, those two uh, master numbers of 11. And, and that moment is often when people communicate from the other side, spirits and guides and such. And we've made an observation that a lot of people are leaving uh, in that 1111 gate. <clears throat> and I mean, a lot of people have called and said that they've had experiences too like that. And so sometimes our higher self can communicate with us by things we see on the clock or coming home and seeing a red car parked out front every night, a different red car. There are messages all around us, and those epiphany moments are when the message gets heard and understood, and it gets integrated into wisdom all in a flash. It's like, like this moment, it's an enlightening bolt that hits you, and it's like, ah, aha, it's like I could have had a V8 moment. Mm -hmm. One of the strongest ones for me were 
when I was born uh, or, or as a kid, I never did forget my past lives, and I have a memory of between lives, and even a memory of my birth, and, and a lot of things like that. And I was very different from people my whole life. I remember living for a, a number of years between maybe the ages of seven and nine, where I felt like I was looking down a tunnel all the time, <clears throat> that I wasn't really residing within my body, and it felt like I was in a dream. And I, I would ask people, do you feel that way, you know, when you feel like you're in a dream? And they'd look at me like, no, I don't remember that. And I really felt disconnected and like something was really unusual and wrong with me. And I hid a lot as a result of that. And then, when I was in my late teens or early 20s, I don't remember which, I got a hold of a Seth book. I was waiting tables at that time, and this guy that I was talking to, because I had studied the brain and psychology, I'd studied religion, looking for the answer, something that felt right to me. He gave me this book called Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. And it took me a while to read it because the picture on the front was kind of spooky. She was channeling and I don't know. And finally, I did read it. And I read one line that said, your beliefs create your reality. And it was like all these connections in my brain linked up and zapped this arc, this electricity to my heart. And, and the heavens opened up, the metaphor of that. One of the biggest epiphanies I ever had. And I knew that to be true. And epiphanies are when that communication meets up with your knowing. My, uh, yeah, I had a past life, a Greek past life, where my name was Epiphemus. <laughs> uh, I was waiting all show for this. Well, now you don't have to wait. Interestingly enough. You hear everybody uh, laughing over there. Um, that single moment is a pinnacle. It is as a result of... I remember getting to the point where, as far as the spiritual upgrades went, and uh, when I was much younger, I would request a specific spiritual upgrade. I won't be ticked off at people driving red cars that blow past me and then honk. You know, I, I would have specific pieces of evolution that I would outline that I would desire to become greater than. And then I remember the exact moment and so this was an epiphany, and I remember exactly where I was and exactly what I was looking at at the moment where I said, um, upgrade, non-specific upgrade was the exact phrase that went through my mind, non-specific upgrade. And then years, uh, and, and that would happen, and there would be echelon level of upgrade, and then still years later, non-specific upgrade now because when you put it in without a time frame, it'll download, but if you put in now, then a moment later, you're at the higher level, so forth and so on. So this process of, now still there are mysteries, still there are things that occur in reality that um, um, do not bring with them their explore, explanation and set you off to your exploration of. Uh, for example, someone gave me $5 that I was not expecting at all. They didn't owe me the money, they simply gave me five bucks. And then um, about cleanly 22 hours later, uh, <coughs> there was a $5 bill on the sidewalk right in front of me with no one around whatsoever just sitting there. So I said, well, oh, that's one of those echoes. If I've ever seen one, that's an echo through time. 
So I'm still wondering what five or 55, which I know to be an angelic number, it has nothing to do with speed limit, although people think it does. Well, yeah, I was... Uh, so if you have an idea or... Yeah, I was mentioning that to you, the fives and, and uh, a couple of ideas, but go ahead. Well, no, what are the couple of ideas? Because well, I would explore this. For me... Welcome comment. For me, um, there was a period of time where I would wake up in the middle of the night and write down those ahas, and they came in the form of what I would call automatic writing, but it was really things that I heard the middle of the night one, ones were th what I heard. And I always woke up at 5.55 in the mm -hmm. morning and wrote something down, and I was told that that number was connected to guides. So you've had one five, another five, and your third five is yet to come. Is on the way, yes. I'm looking forward to and that. And so these are all communications from your guides, so perhaps put the location or the method you found them. It, it's like you can sort all kinds of details from it and find the pattern. Yeah, very much what I'm interested so in. So it's exciting. Yeah. Wait till your next one. Maybe and I would tonight. welcome comment on that. Yeah, things like this happen. Yeah. Um, I can remember when I was a teenager, I'm so organized that I've lost almost nothing in life in that, you know, where did that go? I don't know where it is. You know, uh, so uh, when I was about 17, I lost a $5 bill, which is interesting because the one that came back was a brand new five, you know, with a pink. Looks like Monopoly money, our new currency like in the United States. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Well, but if somebody wanted to call in, I'd be interested so to hear what someone might think. So the five you lost got upgraded and yes. brought back. Yeah, interestingly And enough. give me five, it's your yeah. guide saying. Interesting concept all the way around. So let's have people call in if you would like with the little mysteries in your life that you know have, that are brimming with your advance with some... And perhaps we can translate for you uh, into what these things mean, and certainly dreams, as we always do on this show. And another, um, you know, I said that one, about being lovable, because angels on the other side, when I was on the other side, were telling me that I was lovable, and that downloaded into the recognition of uh, self-esteem, self-worth, self-lovability, <coughs> which yeah, apparently great. not all of us have. Once you get this evolution, once you get this upgrade, you would think everybody else on the planet gets it. That's that child mind where everyone believes that their mother was a brunette and that their father was a guy that wore a tie all the time. But that's not the truth for everyone at all. Mm -hmm. There are different um, uh, revelations about uh, who it is we are and what it is we do. Well, something for people to ponder and perhaps call in, like the moment that I read that line, our beliefs create our reality, mm -hmm. um, how that had such a significant impact on me. What has been something that you've heard that has really transformed you? I remember um, the Drunvalo quote, thoughts create and where you place your attention grows. We used to say that pretty much on every show. And I remember one time someone came up to us and said, I finally get it. I've yeah. been hearing you say that for years, years. and I finally get it. Yeah. And we often will have people watch the show and listen to a lot of the things we've said over time. And it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, our show is. There's a layer for all kinds of um, consciousness levels. levels. Mm -hmm. You'll get the same words in a different way the more you listen to it. And a lot of people have listened to the, the archives repeatedly. Yeah. You know, a number of times and get different layers to it mm -hmm. because there's certainly an abundance of layers in, yeah, it was in the saying, show. And 
And introducing the language codes books to people, people will write and say, uh, this is the fifth time I've read through your book. I finally understand such and such. You know, and it's, it's very much like the way it is on our planet in a way, in that let's say you want to build a house. All right, fine, you're going to find the land. Okay. In other words, you have to create a place to build your consciousness. Okay, then once you have agreed that this is where we're going to build the house, okay, and then you have to have a design for the house, and then that's another layer up. And so by the time you've got the house furnished, electric and water and everything else in it, years have gone by and you've built all of these levels. And it's the same thing with our consciousness. We are constantly working on the next level up of our consciousness, no matter who we are, this is the human uh, Hugh person family that we live with. We are all building whatever our next level is. So very often we have to have the thing introduced and, and you can barely hang on to the words. You know how when you read some great deep piece of philosophy, mm-hmm. and you oh, I've got that. And the next day you can't even remember one word of it. And you go back to whatever that book was and you read through 300 pages to find that one sentence. And there's the one sentence. You go, oh, I've got that. And this time I'm writing it down. And then the following day you're looking for where you wrote it down because you still can't remember the first word of it. Well, uh, one of the things I do that I notice that I do when I teach something, I teach it like a zip file. Do you remember those old zip files that you'd send it? It would compress it. You get it on your computer, and then you extract it. Uh, I got something <laughs> caught in my zip file one time. Yeah, that's painful. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I, I tend to, like, send the information that way so that when people have an experience that applies to that, mm-hmm. the awareness comes in. Yeah, that's um, good. And I think that that's a very effective way to have it happen. I remember also reading the Carlos Castaneda books and the Seth books at the time, and I found that... I would read, or I'd have an experience that day. I'd go home at night and read the book, and it would be talking about what I experienced that day. Yeah, a lot of things are like that. Yeah, bibliomancy. And we have our caller. Hi, caller. No, what's like your name? Not like that at all. Not like that. But Hi, caller. Hello. What's... Hello. Hi, what's your name, please? Uh, Carolyn. Hi, what can we do for you tonight? Yes, I'm wondering what your feeling is about the possibility of those who have passed on leaving money or coins around for us to find. Mm-hmm. Is, is that really a fact or is that just some hocus pocus? Well, I have had uh, somebody that came to see me one time who found an artifact, uh, a piece of um, uh, a jewelry that she had found, and it had uh, her great-grandmother's name, car, uh, what's that word, etched engraved. Or engraved on the back of it. And she had never seen it, never met this great-grandmother, but it appeared on her night table while she was sleeping. And, she, and I saw it. It was very yeah. substantiated. And nobody had ever known this great-grandmother, so she did some research. It took her a long time to find out that this grandmother was involved in the spiritualist church. And... Uh, and hocus pocus is a code for uh, I don't get it. That's what it means. It's like if if you gave someone an advanced math formula, they would say, "Oh, I don't understand this. I don't get it." 
and they'd have some word, you know, it's confusing to me or whatever. That's what that means. In other words, there's, there's far more consciousness, far more information coming to us than we have the bit drive, than we have the capacity to translate. So my brain is coded to watch for things like that. So this idea that there's uh, always going to be more understanding uh, is a very important concept for us, that this greater amount of information, when we're overloaded with the information, we tend to shut down unless we write a code that says, well, this is more information than I have. I'll take notes on this, and at some point in my life, I'll be able to very gently download it to where I do understand that there are greater realities than I am allowed to understand at this moment. And so when, um, and I, I had, um, this was the, in, in the morning I do a, a space between um, uh, the dream time and the awake time where I have really a foot in both worlds. And in that point, uh, the higher self, my higher self, was showing me this entire rhyme scheme that's been going on in my life where I have made this decision, which would have been impossible, not a decision that could have been made according to the way in which I've been taught to think, yet I've made the decision and then it's manifested. And there had been, in this point of uh, hypnagogic meditation, uh, maybe a list of ten things where I had changed the course of reality without being aware of it, but then when I was aware of it, I saw the way in which the mind switched things off. Does that make sense to you? Well, a little bit. Uh, sorry. Okay. No, that's I, all right. I guess what I'm saying, are you saying that a person, if a person believes that people who have passed on can talk to us or can reach us in some manner, that they may be doing so otherwise, but that I'm concentrating on the money? instead of maybe other things. In other words, maybe they're having a conversation with me, or maybe they're directing me in some way, but I'm only seeing the coin. I'm seeing lots right. of yeah, you're money around. You're, you're concentrating on the proof rather than the reality. And it, it, like that dream I had one time, I was standing in front of two elevators, and one, there was one there, but I was standing in front of this one specific one, and the doors opened up, and the floor and the car were at a different level. And I said, I don't know if I want to get on there. I was talking to a guide that was standing next to me. And they told me, well, get out of line. And I said, okay, I'm going to trust my gut. And I went over to the other elevator. Everybody got on that elevator. And I, the other elevator opened up, and the floor was perfect. So I got on, and I asked the guide, can I go back and see if that elevator crashed to see if I was right? And the guide said, no, because you cannot bring magic into the world of logic. It can't live there. You have to trust and your validation will come later. Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely it. the truth. Yeah, you have well to put. trust mm -hmm. and then the validation. It's believing is seeing, not seeing is believing. But we're taught to be so skeptical because we are so terrified of being a fool and being seen as an idiot and being taken advantage of that we don't open up to the true spirituality and we think of it as this childish place. Yeah. But the more you believe, the more you will see. Because we are, like scientists, we are perpetually proving a theory 
to ourselves. And if mm -hmm. our theory says this is a horrible world and everybody's out to get us and trick us and there really isn't a universal God consciousness and that it's all a trick and it's just yeah. a nasty place that you die when you die, then we will prove that to ourselves. Yeah. We will call to us the evidence that will validate and anything we'll that select, we believe. We'll select only those memories. So this is where we get powerful mm -hmm. and how we gain mastery over our consciousness is to decide what it is that you would like to validate in our belief structure. Is it more constructive for you as an individual, not, not necessarily uh, Caroline, you personally, but just the audience in general, mm -hmm. is this it furthering your spiritual path to say, I am going to empower the fact that we don't die when we die. I'm mm -hmm. going to empower the fact that we can communicate and that this communication goes on all the time for the benefit of both sides. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, yeah, that's what I'd like to create because it's not exploring what has already been created. We're never exploring what's already been created. It can't happen because being in the moment, we can only explore what's being created. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, Carolyn, this is an excellent uh, phone call. We would love to hear, you know, I'm saying call in again. Yeah, you know, that was a great can question. I, may I ask you one other quick sure. question? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard you talk about guides. I've heard other people talk about guides. Um, I guess I've never experienced, however, I want to tell you quickly of another experience. This was soon after my husband died. And I suppose I was a little bit crazy at the time, which, yeah, that's I, a def code word which again. I definitely recognized. But I walked into Home Depot, uh, and I walked up to a light bulb section. And I became immediately aware of a, of a person standing, uh, not with anyone else, but at a cart. And when I looked at the person, it was an actually beautiful person, but it looked like a transsexual. I couldn't make out whether it was a man or a woman. A really beautiful face. And it struck me so, and I stopped at the light bulbs and I looked, but I was so aware of the presence of this person. and. And the whole thing was very weird and disconcerting to me. Who was this person? Okay, well, just let me do one, though, which you were probably about to do. But light bulb, mm -hmm. light bulb means the name of the show is Aha. You know, the one in, when we do the opening of the third eye ceremony, the only place we can get a connection uh, at the beginning of the ceremony is uh, to say that um, the light bulb goes off over your head you know yes. that expression. Yes, okay. Yes, that yes. means you got the idea. That's what that expression means. No, but you, I really did want a light bulb. <laughs> I'm not. Yes. Okay. Now, you got much more than a light bulb. And I so we'd did. like we'd like to translate that for you because that's what you're asking us yes. to do. Just like I was saying the Bugs Bunny cartoon, there's always many multiple layers. It's a multidimensional reality and I could prove that. We'll do a show on that one day. Um, for, for the left brain thinkers as well. Mm -hmm. But there's always a metaphor, a symbolism in what we do, and then there's the literal translation. You were looking for something to illuminate your life very tangibly uh, in the form of a light bulb, and spiritually you were looking for some illumination about the true nature of reality. And one thing you noticed from this person is that we really are not our sex. We get so wrapped up in our our physical identity, mm -hmm. that we lose the true beauty of who we are. And when we can really see us for everything, this balance between the male and the female, which means that we're not identifying with either pole, 
that when we can see that and your soul was recognizing this higher truth and it was speaking in a language that can't be translated into English because it was a, a, of a higher feeling tone um, type of thing. It was like a, 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 a vibrational frequency upgrade mm -hmm. to say there is more to my reality than I can measure and that I can articulate. And there always and will be. Yeah, and there always will be. Even <coughs> when you're on the other side, there is a greaterness. Mm -hmm. And then, the, after you're on the other side for a very long time, and you've agreed that you've done all the upgrading you can do on the other side, then you generally agree to um, come back to 3D for the experience. The experiences that we have on Earth is the. Um, gearing is the bit drive, is the technique, is the engine that drives our evolution, drives our consciousness into a greater field of experience. Each experience that we have leads us to a greater consciousness, even if we, and that's how we get stuck in having the same experience again and again and again and again. It's because the particular upgrade that experience represents, we're batting down as soon as we have the experience and we're using expressions like, oh no, not this again, and how many times do I have to go through this? And all of these other cliches that maraud our language that are all codes that mean very specifically uh, it was, in my mind, said very eloquently in The Matrix where the cat made exactly the same move and one of the crew that uh, Neo was with said, oh, that means there's a been a change in the programming here, which means that we, yeah, yeah. that we have to now make a different choice of reaction to the stimulus if we're going to step forward but in the plot in the matrix, but that's what this means. When an experience in your life keeps repeating, it means that you have well, not yet caught on correct. to what it represents. So well, just catch on. Do you, do you think this was? Do you think this was a guide? Oh yeah. Do you yeah. think this was a guide, or do you think this was something in my own brain that I, I think that I fantasized about, or? Okay, all three answers are correct. In order to step out of the box, well, we have to realize that there is more than one correct answer to everything. You're, you can go ahead and attempt to define that, to tighten it down to be one correct answer, but both answers are correct. Without a doubt, that was a guide. Without well, a doubt, that was a person. Remember my, my illustration of the coffee cup last a yeah. couple shows ago mm -hmm. where I used to teach this to people to understand that there's more than one answer, that if we're sitting across the table, I can see the coffee cup handle as being on the right, and I can take pictures of it. I can get witnesses and say it's on the right. And you could do the very same thing, saying it's on the left. And it's really all perspective. There really isn't an objective universe, objective reality. There's mm -hmm. only subjective views of what we consider to be the objective reality. Yeah. With that being said, I feel all of our guides are our higher, are our higher self, all of our higher selves. If I had had explain. a friend with me, if I had had someone else with uh, you're me, looking would for they proof have seen again. the same person that I saw? You're Maybe. looking for proof again, yeah. So you, well, you, I didn't get to finish what yeah, I Yeah, go saying. ahead. Finish what you were saying, and then I'll, I have something to add. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've forgotten what I was going to add. Go ahead. The proof of your friend. 
Yeah, you, you are saying, searching if for been proof. With me and I had called their attention to this person, would they have seen the same thing I saw? I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't tell you. Sometimes yes and sometimes no. I see things, but what I was explaining to you about the subjective reality says that we all see something different, even if we're both sitting here saying, I'm holding this Herkimer okay. diamond. Yeah. Okay. Yes, this is something we can all agree on, but I don't know. Maybe somebody over there with a blindfold or who can't see crystals for some reason doesn't mm -hmm. see it. I, I don't know about their reality. If you had a friend with you that was open to seeing such things, and this was a guide of yours, um, and it's not necessarily the guide appeared. The guide could be bringing your attention to a facet of a man that was standing there oh, and I, let I you have you. that okay. all unfoldment yeah. there. And another aspect of this, which is that your, uh, your vision is good enough. What you perceive That's true. there. That's very true. So, and this is, we are all caught in this ridiculous game of our opinion not being valid that we have to have a mathematical so I, proof. I, I don't need someone to substantiate it. That's right, what I'm saying. Right. And Believe and then you will see. Yeah, and the day that you recognize that you are the one who's in this thing and you are doing this and that what you saw and what you think and what your opinion is, is perfect, is certainly good enough is certainly all that you require to take your next step evolutionarily, you change, you actually become powerful. As long as our validation is something that we language as external, we're going nowhere. And I mean that, going nowhere. There, um, there's one and only authority, there is one and only authority, there is one and only authority figure on this planet. Who is that? Who is the only authority in your life? Me, of uh, course. Well, I would like to think it's myself. I would like to think it's myself is the beginning of an answer when it is me. I am the only authority that there is well, in my life. Well, then that's far more powerful than thinking you'd like to believe it was you. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And yes. by authority, we're talking about an author, not a controlled dictator, right. like yeah, a lot of times that's, um, the two are connected. But it's really a matter of, at this point, when something is tangible and the left brain, the logical mind is attempting to understand what you experienced and to be able to prove it so the logical mind will say, okay, we can go forward with this. Like I was saying, magic cannot live in the world of logic. So that's where that leap of faith has to carry you, propel you out of the logical world and into the illogical world for a while. That's why we have a left brain and a right brain. If we look at one of those illogical, uh, irrational puzzles or like Escher paintings where the staircases are doing this and this, or if we, how is it, we do our hands like this and then say raise your right middle finger and we're not used to looking at our fingers from that um, orientation. So. The left brain says, illogical, it doesn't fit into my construct. It builds a neuropathway, a little bridge to the right brain, which these are only connected by these little wires, the two brains that we have. It sends this over and says, okay, abstract brain, I really require your help now to look in this expansive state that does not limit our knowing to the things that we have seen before, because otherwise we'd stay two-year-olds mentally for the rest of our lives. So we have that construct even in our physical form. So we certainly have it in our spiritual form. And 
and anything that tries to hold us down into a predefined construct is not going to let new things in. So we have to have some mechanism to propel us into the new things in yeah. order to open up to new and things. And that mechanism is But boy, is your us. calls have been really yeah, wonderful. Truly. Please call back again. We'd love to oh, hear from you. We would love to hear from yeah, you. Thank it's you so much. Thank you very much for your input. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, our pleasure, thank and you. thank you for calling. It was mm -hmm. actually a very wonderful call. Yeah, thank you. absolutely. Yes. Yes. And this whole upgrade in the aha moment in mm -hmm. the process by which we notice that we are more conscious than we were goes on all of our life. If you took a six-year-old and a 10-year-old and you said, you remember when you were six and that was before you discovered transformer toys or you know whatever particular thing, and then when you got a hold of that next echelon of toy, your abilities, your consciousness grew I According hear a duck. to that, yes, the duck is coming, and uh, so all of your life this grows. And at this point, we're getting pretty conscious. It's, it is sacred and holy. There. And these are our danglers. And this and Patty. Okay, I'm going to stretch it just a little further. Okay, love is a. I did that one. Oh, okay, I cannot read your writing here at the moment. Okay. Love is a canvas furnished by nature and empowered by nature. Embroidered. But Embroidered. Yeah. Oh. Embroidered by nature. Common Sense is Not So Common by Voltaire. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting in that that was um, what we were talking about. That's, That's another way to, we could do a whole show mm -hmm. on Common Sense because mm -hmm. uh, we have it. You know, and, and we become confused by it. Yeah, we're but always looking at common sense that matches up with everyone else. Yeah, and and it doesn't have to at all. Either you are the author of your own common sense, mm -hmm. or you seek to have it validated mm -hmm. externally. That's true. And uh, when you seek to have it validated externally, you are what is that technical term? Ah, down the tubes. That is the way that works. No, you have to validate well, you. You're of two minds, that's and for sure. We have our next caller. Hi, caller. What is your name, please, or number? My name's Linda. Linda, what can we do hey, for you? Hey, Linda. Hey. Yay, uh, welcome home. Oh, thanks. Uh, Tana Howe happens to, today happens to be Maya Mayan birthday. You're right. Oh, I knew wow. it was happy somebody's birthday. Mayan birthday. Uh, happy, happy and birthday. And I, and I, and I didn't, I'd like a reading. I Excellent. would love to give you a reading. Uh. Okay, Miss Linda. If you can, come down to Ruby Tuesdays. It would be so wonderful to see you. Yeah. Uh, not tonight, okay. I'm afraid. Well, there went the cake we were going to buy you. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, the conditioning card. This is something that you're moving out of, and the lion was tricked into thinking he was a sheep his whole life and he one day found out he was the king of the jungle and it took him a little while to rewire his thinking about himself and I feel that your spiritual path has led you there where you're starting to understand who you are more and more in the past lives you can see all the different beings when we start exploring our past lives it helps us to connect with every other human life and human form and we can see how we're different and how we're the same 
And this card is also saying to look at some of the patterns in your physical life as well as in your incarnational life. But look at the patterns in your life. There may be some things that it's time to change the pattern, just loosen it up. You may react a certain way to some habitual thing that comes all the time. This could be a time to say, no, I'm going to react differently, change it up a bit, and spend more time out with the girls. So it looks like you're coming tonight, Linda. Okay, I'm just kidding. You don't have to come. Uh, what I am saying, though, is uh, spending more time doing your, your spiritual work and sharing that with people of like mind and... Relaxing. Mm-hmm. Interesting okay. well, when you, you said the. Thank uh, you. Happy birthday. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when you, the conditioner card, which of course made me think of shampoo and conditioner card, which would be uh, a different deck completely. It could be the deck of household items. Yes. Which would be an interesting There deck. is a deck called the Housewives Tarot. Yeah. That has uh, the devil is Duncan Hines devil food cake. It's cute. And uh, just you said um, we have another call one day he realized he was he was raised as a sheep. It made me think uh, she. He was raised as she or thought he was she. We could do um, an identity show because the people sure. have been very Absolutely. confused on Well, uh, I think if you don't identify with either one, you're never stuck in the middle. And this would be a place to be stuck. I mean, stuck in being pulled between the two, you know, like yeah. a tug of war. But we Hi, have another caller. Call. What's your name, please? Hey, this is Tom. I'd like a reading. Hey, Hi. how are you? I'm doing good. Great. What can we do for you? I uh, just like a regular reading, please. Okay. All right. No irregular readings. Okay, I'm going to hang up and listen to it on the TV. Okay, thanks. All right, thanks. All right, the first card going with the flow. This this is something to. Um, it's talking about just relaxing and going with the flow of the river and the currents in your life because you've created them. And it's better to say, where am I going? What did I have in mind? Rather than fighting or struggling against it. But it's also about a balance with money and cash flow and just flow of everything in your life. Uh, the flow of money and the flow of love are very parallel. And you can learn a lot about the other through the other one. And so it's saying that you're making peace with things now. Uh, in that way. The morality card says there are still some areas you could look into where you're judging yourself and often that's because somebody else judged us in a certain area in a certain way in our history and we don't even know it but we've got this little chatterbox following us along that are criti- that's criticizing us in those same dynamics in those same scenarios. And it's time to just say no thank you to that. The mind card, this this is machinery and this is representing the mind as wonderful and necessary but if you use it beyond its purpose by running things over and over and over in it all it does is smoke and like shred a, shreds the paper that you're putting in there and it's saying relax for a little while get some meditation you've been working really hard take some time off maybe go somewhere near the water and the moonlight and allowing the crickets to to bring you into a state of meditation and get some of those things off your mind, cross some things off the list. Thank you. Okay, right. we have another call. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, this is Micah calling. Micah, Hi. all right, welcome back. Thank you, nice yes. to see you both. Mm-hmm. I wanted to request a health reading from Mary, please. Okay, be most happy to. Thank you. Oops, there were still some cards there. Okay, the first card, the lover's card, 
It's interesting, we were talking about the male-female thing tonight, and in, in regards to the health, the heart is, the heart beats in unison with itself. If you get um, two heart cells and get them close, the law of entrainment will get them beating in unison. And when we have a split mind, like one, uh, one part of us thinks we're lovable and another part does not, it's like our heart doesn't beat in rhythm with itself. And so this is talking about a balance in your body completely. Um, it can be a hormonal balance, an energetic balance, and striking that balance through becoming at one with yourself. The transformation card, it shows uh, the person's face in the dream time, and that we do a lot of healing and resetting of that balancing in our dreams, and it's really important to get good night's sleep and allow yourself to go out in deeply into sleep because there are things you do there that science is, doesn't even have the tip of the iceberg yet. And this involves not feeling guilty to sleep because we are told that we are awful people if we sleep. And the guilt, banishing the guilt over sleeping or resting and taking care of yourself and impact that we have in other people's lives can sometimes make us withhold life force from ourselves. So I feel overall there's a, a balancing of uh, forces, of, of elements going on in your body. And it's about um, perhaps looking back at a decision you made a long time ago and just back yourself on that. And things will, okay, we've got just a few minutes left. Do we have time? No more calls? Okay. Oh, we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Thank Fairfax you, Snorkel. And you're certainly welcome to join us if you're out and about. And uh, we'll be there at the table with who knows how many of us. Certainly the Danglers will be there, I believe. And um, a great deal of the crew. And we sit around and have uh, coffee, uh, coffee and cupcakes. Franz Kafka. <laughs> and <laughs> talk about Kafka, yeah. But uh, you're welcome to join us. Franz. And um, what else? The beach? Uh, what else were we going to talk about? Um, I don't know. Calling well, people. Have a, have a nice uh, visit at the website. Mm -hmm. Do the cards. Yeah, very yeah. important things to do. Uh, the classes of September are uh, listed on the website. I've gotten those posted. Yeah, excellent. Yep. And uh, so many other Peace things. Peace to you, too, brother. Yeah. Oh, two minutes left. Oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Well, how about if um, I pull a card, since we have a moment? Sure. For everyone out there that's too afraid to call in, I'm going to interpret this card, and you apply it to your life, because that's really, like we were telling Carolyn earlier, it's you applying it to your life that makes it magic, and that mm -hmm. makes the message come to you. And this card is the participation, and it shows four sets of hands. Many hands make light work, but it's also talking about it's time to participate in your own life and not just observe. The, don't project it onto others and how they're controlling you. Even if a situation seems to be out of your control, accepting it and saying, This is what it is. Now, where is my power? Mm -hmm. makes you infinitely powerful. We're trained to think if one thing's out of our apparent power, then the whole scene is out of our power. But you always have power. Just look for it. Talk and about it's time to get out there and um, join in with the world. And talk one about orchestrating just briefly. Yes, uh, some um, uh, automatic writing I did years ago says we're all orchestrators, participants, or observers. And that they all help each other. They all feed into each other. But now's the time to um, step up and become an orchestrator in your life. Make that decision. Yeah, and we'll talk about that for Very important week. trinity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the way around. Yes. So, so what else? Yes? 
joy to, and honor to take you to the door. Yeah, and the email or uh, think of a dream to yes, call in Yes, I was just going to say, we'll talk about Inception. Well, not, we won't give away the movie, but we'll talk about dreams next week. I'll give away the movie. Yeah, we better not. It might happen. We'll do dreams, though. I'll, no, I'll make I, sure I he didn't. doesn't give away the movie. Because you got to go see the movie. It's excellent. Yes, that you is got to. a correct answer. You have answer. to go see the movie. That is a you correct answer. You should go see the movie. And I had thought it would be very different than the way it was. The idea of a movie based on dreaming could have been so much different. Yeah, but it wasn't. And uh, dreams next week. Think of some dreams. That's a good idea. Thank you.